Rapport, the place where every good sales presentation starts. Rapport is fundamental and foundational to any sales presentation. Rapport is what starts or sparks a new relationship, whether it's in sales and business, in friendships, again, it's the foundation, it's trust, and it's fundamental to establish before we begin any sale ever. And as Tony Robbins would say, rapport is power. In today's video, I will walk you through six scientifically proven steps for building rapport that you can apply to online sales, phone sales, and in-person sales. And none of these techniques require that you be a talker or super charismatic. In fact, I cannot tell you how many times my husband and I, who's also in sales, have both said that we wish that we were talkers. We wished we were the type of people who could just tell you story after story and talk your ear off, but we do not have that talking gene. Yet we somehow managed to do very well in commission sales. So these tips are coming from just your average personality type woman who creates six-figure sales results by using these six techniques to first build a foundation of rapport and trust before I ever begin a sale. So number one, let's understand first rapport. Rapport is creating a feeling of commonality and how can we do that? And it's really, if, if when we break it down, we think about it and we just think naturally how we communicate with people that we've just met. You smile at them, perhaps you reach out your hand, uh, you have some confident body language, your shoulders are back, your head is held up, and then you immediately move into asking this person questions, right? You say, how you doing? How's your day been? Now, the one difference between just meeting someone new um, and building this relationship and meeting a prospect is that you want to be really conscious and intentional when building rapport. So you're gonna ask questions upon initially meeting someone and you want these questions to be questions that will help you better understand your prospect and, and get to know them. So how long have they been in the state? How long have they been in the house? How many kids do they have? Finding little bits and pieces of commonality that you have with your prospect makes people feel really comfortable. And the only way you can do that is by asking them questions. Now, say for example, you can't find pieces of commonality with your prospect. That's okay, I've totally been in those situations before. What you want to do is you want to be interested. Now I will say this, I feel like if you ask enough questions and you're genuinely interested, there's a lot more commonality, even between people who, who seemingly are stark different, if you take the time to, to get interested and get to know them. With that being said, interested is the key word. So you want to be interested in what your prospect is saying, even if you can't relate, right? So you wanna ask questions to dig deeper, to understand more and show them through your actions that you see them and are interested in them as an individual and not just another sale. This builds rapport, showing people that you care. And if any point, any point during your sales presentation, you feel like you're losing a prospect, 
they're just in la la land or you don't feel like you're connecting with them, the best way to move back into building rapport, getting them connected, gaining their attention is this number one, asking questions. So when you do this, you're gonna help to bring them back into your sales presentation and engaged in what you're saying and knowing that you're interested in them and not just talking about you and your product. And this goes into number two, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's all about your prospect. Always, no matter what, your sole focus is to ride is to provide solutions to the person in front of you, to make sure that the person in front of you feels comfortable and confident. You are there to serve them 100%. Your whole sales presentation and building rapport process must be prospect focused, must be client focused. So you, you can share with them aspects of you that you feel better connect and provide commonality between you two but you don't do it because you want them to know more about you, but rather you're working to connect with them and provide that base, that foundation of commonality because that's rapport. And then by asking questions, I'm showing you that I'm genuinely interested and you can see that I care by the questions that I'm asking and the engagement I'm showing when you talk. During this time as well, I can best identify during the question asking process how my products can best serve you, how I can best serve you. Every ounce of your sales presentation must be customer focused, must be customer focused. Find out quickly how you can connect and serve so that you can showcase left and right how your product is good for them, that individual person. Because if you can't strike any problem solving chords for your prospect, you will not be able to keep their attention. If you're not constantly highlighting ways in which you can serve them, in which you can make their life better, you are not going to keep their attention because people do not care how much you know, they do not care about your product until they know how much you care and how directly your product can serve them. Three, matching and mirroring. So science has shown us that people like people who are like themselves or like how they would like to be. So let's cover this part first. People like people who are like themselves. Meaning, if you're talking to a quick talking person from the East Coast, you wanna channel your inner red lipstick wearing quick talking queen and keep up confidently with this prospect's pace of speech simply because you wanna keep their attention and their brain is running as fast as or faster than their speech. So they're going to have a hard time slowing that mental process down to listen to you if you're talking at a much slower pace. On the flip end, on the flip side as well, if you have a slow paced, very relaxed prospect, you don't want to speak at a pace that makes them feel uncomfortable. And being really conscious of the pace at which your prospect is speaking and if your tonality matches theirs, this can work wonders in building and keeping rapport throughout the whole sales process, including if your prospect is using hand gestures. If you begin to use hand gestures, they're like, oh my gosh, this is like my aunt, this is like my uncle, this is like my cousin, my brother, I feel like we're connected, like we're the same, you know? So work to keep the same body language. And some people do this naturally. Um, and do it really quickly and others have to be more conscious of it. So for example, my husband will pick up on accents. Like 
he, he'll be talking to someone and he just unconsciously will mirror them so much so that he picks up on their accent. And it's so subtle that I don't think that the, pro the prospect is consciously aware of it. And my husband's certainly not super aware of it until like, afterwards and I'm like, um, why are you talking like you're from the South? So it comes naturally, that's great. If it doesn't, it's just something you really wanna be conscious of. And, and body language as well, again, matching the body language so the prospect feels comfortable. You're matching them, you're mirroring them, and science shows us, science tells us that we feel comfortable with people who we have commonality with. Now, with that being said, on the flip side of this, as mentioned, people also feel instant rapport or more rapport with people that they want to be like, okay? So you don't need to try really hard to match your prospect if you're really confident and comfortable in your skin. And I'm sure that you've had a team lead or someone in your lifetime that just, just had that thing, that thing that you can't really put your finger on, but you like them. People feel rapport with people they want to be like as well. And that thing is confidence. So if you are 100% committed and confident and service oriented, that will build rapport. Even if you don't have any commonality with your prospect, if you are a genuine person and someone that they could possibly want to be like, just because you're so grounded in who you are, this will do wonders as well. And if you can do both, that's great too. So be conscious of this because you want it to come naturally because if you're trying too hard to match or mirror your prospect and you don't feel comfortable or confident, they're gonna pick up on that. They're gonna know that you, you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel confident, you're trying too hard to sound like them or be like them. Um, when in reality, if you can just get really comfortable and confident and grounded in who you are, while being very service oriented, this can build instant powerful rapport as well. Which goes into number four, be confident and as comfortable as possible. I always say that there is no such thing as an awkward situation if you can learn to shift your perspective into making any situation lighthearted. And if you can do that, if, if you can turn an awkward situation into something humorous, you will have so much power. You'll be able to control the situation. And if you feel in control of the situation, you will feel confident and you will feel comfortable, which is, again, of utmost importance. So you're, there will only be awkward situations if you yourself feel awkward. So if you don't allow yourself to feel awkward, but instead shift, make this mental shift of like, this isn't awkward, this is funny. How can we laugh at this? You will gain so much power in that moment to take control of the situation and the conversation and then pivot in the direction of which you want the conversation to continue to. Five, oh, this is a big one. This is so good. Agree. This is such a simple thing to do, but if you learn to agree with your prospect, this builds an incredible foundation of trust and also brings you into a position to control the conversation. And that may sound counterintuitive, but if you agree with your prospect, the ball is then in your court. So just a really simple example is improv classes. Uh, improv classes actually teach this. And I had an opportunity when we lived in Southern California to take a few improv classes and they're so much fun and they're a great way to build confidence and a great way to teach you to think on your toes. So if you ever have an opportunity to participate in one, I highly recommend it. But one of the key rules in improv that everyone has to follow, they encourage you to follow anyway, is to always agree. 
to follow up with anything that is thrown at you with improv with yes and. Continuing to roll with whatever topic your partner has thrown at you. And the reason being is that if you say no, you're stopping the, the conversation, the improv, dead in its tracks and having to kind of pick it up from the ground. Now, th let's think about this from a personal stance. If someone disagrees with you, what happens with your body? If someone says, no, I don't agree with that, or no, you're not right, what happens? You immediately feel a tenseness in your body. Your defenses, both mentally and physically, go up. So if a customer disagrees with you about your product or your service or anything that you've said, the best way to take control and keep the rapport with the prospect is to agree with them. You're right, Amanda. I too have seen that before and I have had other clients express concern about that as well. And what we've done to prevent that or resolve that is this. Always agree and then shift their dispute, their concern, their disagreement into a solution or back into the direction of that in which you want the conversation to go. You're right, Amanda. I have seen that before too and I've had other clients express concern about that as well. What we've done to prevent that or resolve that is this. You're right, you're right, Amanda. Always agree. It keeps the conversation flowing and keeps you in control of the conversation while still keeping this firm foundation of rapport with your prospect. And lastly, six, let the enthusiasm build. Don't start off with it. I'll never forget this story. While running my door-to-door -door sales team, I would preach left and right to my team that the first impression on the door should always be as chill as possible. I would tell them to like lean on the wall and just be super monotone chill simply because by doing this, we're breaking an old and deeply ingrained narrative that people have about salespeople, that we are slick, overly friendly, enthusiastic, snake oil pushing people. So I would teach my sales team to keep as straightforward, confident, and kind of monotone as possible when they first meet prospects at their door. And this goes directly back into matching people's energy because if you're calling someone on the phone, walking into their home for the first time, meeting them on a Zoom call, meeting them on their doorstep, meeting them in a Facebook group, whatever it may be, chances are their energy is not enthusiastic. It's probably slightly skeptical. They're not gonna be hyper excited to, to meet you and talk to you for the first time. So when you, as a salesperson, are hyper and overly enthusiastic when you first meet someone, it kind of makes other people feel uncomfortable and put off. So going back to my example that I'll never forget, I had a team member who was such a nice guy, like seriously, super nice guy, super charismatic, frat boy, total guys guy, genuine, and naturally just a really enthusiastic person. And because of this, he was struggling with sales. Couldn't ever get his foot in the door. He couldn't get the second sentence out of his mouth because right when the homeowner opened the door, the salesperson, he would compliment their American flag, their flowers, the color of their door, etc. And it was just this natural, very genuine compliments, but he wasn't matching the prospect's initial energy of, you know, them being a bit reluctant, like, who the hell are you? What are you doing on my door? You know? So they would not let him go very far by the second sentence. They're like, no, we're not interested and close the door on his face. So after me encouraging him over and over to kind of take a step back, chill out a little bit, at least at first, I'm not saying water yourself down entirely, but be slow to build, he started to experience 
sales results. He was getting into people's homes and making the sale. So the initial meeting of a prospect on whatever platform it may be, whether it be in person, online, on the phone, you need to match their energy, which oftentimes is very kind of reluctant and chill. So be different than the traditionally perceived salesperson and don't be overly enthusiastic, not at first, rather build to the enthusiasm. You can be passionate about your product and convey that enthusiasm. There is power in that, but let it slowly build like a good song. <laughs> like Whitney Houston never started out a song singing the roof off the joint, but rather she invited you in before she made you soar. Get it I mean? And there you have it, the top six proven strategies for building rapport. Now I want to hear from you. What has worked for you when building rapport? Let me know below. Or if you're listening to this on audio, share with me on my latest Instagram posts or in our sales community. And if you like this content, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I'll leave you with this last thought. You are strong, powerful, and capable. No dream or goal is too big or too silly, whatever that dream or goal may be. And the time is now. Thank you.